2: Recorded live. Welcome, talk show
0: audience. Who's with us so far?
2: Hello? All, I, all I got is static. So who, who is this? This yes, is. All right, one more time. This is Mark. Hey, Mark, what's happening, man? Who else is on here with us? Anybody else? I believe Seth is about to get on.
0: Cool. Is Annalisa around?
3: Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing what is? Oh, she is making some dinner. I believe she's gonna get on uh in a few minutes or Right now.
2: Very cool. Seth is on. Right on, Mr. Seth, how you doing? Doing good, you know.
0: Summertime, having fun. Sounds good to
2: me. Firing up the computer here.
1: I'm connected. I'm hearing you guys.
2: Oh. All right, Miss Esther, (laughs) there's something going on here. Something not right in. (laughs) Um, This is real crazy. I almost got on the wrong website.
1: I just joined in. Who else is with us?
2: Well, so far we got North and Central Orange County, North and Central Orange County, you and you yeah. and myself. There's four of us.
1: I'll okay All right. You. But I'm grateful for the more. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Same here. We are um, waiting for the next few to come on.
4: And... Uh,
2: <clears throat> something here. also just to let you know, Miss Esther, and those of you that are we will they're they're still working on the A C at the uh hotel. Uh-huh. It is not gonna be ready. But we found a place uh where some of the people stayed when we did the wedding at it's called the the hotel Chino Hill. And I'm gonna send the address and everything and, and it's a smaller room. We don't need a big setup. And uh uh, it may be a, the site for our midweek study.
1: Okay, um, I'm glad that you're letting me know that because I'm going to be heading out doing the trek to Stillmar this weekend. Um, oh, good joy of, of being with the children, <laughs> and I was specifically trying to make it back over there so I can make it back for evangelism at three yeah. o'clock. But I guess this is going to change things. So thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate that. That changes yeah, we a we're, lot of.
2: Yeah, they were trying to get the target date was for Sunday, the hotel, but they moved over another day. So, it wasn't going to happen on Sunday, but it will on Monday. So, they said, you know, they're not they can't call meetings because even with fan, the word that they said is unbearable. So, uh the rooms are just way too hot to have any kind of meetings in them. So, we had to kind of scramble and find a place and uh so far um this is what we have.
1: Okay, and, and but, what time will we start service?
2: Four o'clock, like we normally do. But and it's and it's not too far away from where we meet already. So okay, so I'm going to be, be, be real- coming
1: from Stillmark, So if I can yeah, get and, and get those um, directions, I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we'll do that because you'll be jumping off the two ten. And, I mean, you'll be getting off on the 57, and then I'll I'll give you direct. It'll be easy.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate
2: that. Yeah. Oh, I got your message. It says you're just joining in.
1: Yes, how's your week been so far?
0: asking <clears throat> me? Yes, I, I
1: believe I heard Seth talking earlier. How's your okay. week been, honey?
3: Um, it's been going pretty good, you know, kind of a slow week.
1: Like,
3: wow. the summer, summer is supposed to make it go, go by wow. really fast, but... I'm really bored. So I've nothing much to
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Too too bad you don't live close to me. I'd find something for you to do, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is something we shouldn't be discussing while we're on the air. <laughs> and then other people are gonna know you're not doing anything and they all people are always willing to find us something to do.
4: I I just need to spend the
3: night, Pastor. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. We can use your help out here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I wouldn't mind that.
1: The other option is always summer school, but I don't know if you have to enroll earlier earlier in the year to join summer school.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to do school in the summer. That's, that's nerdy.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs>
3: Why would you want to waste a perfectly good summer for school? I mean, I'd rather be bored than do summer, or school in summer.
1: Would you like me to answer that with knowledge and experience?
3: No, I'm okay. <laughs> because when you get to I your know.
1: senior year, if you do summer school, going into high school and all of your high school years, when you get to your senior year, you pretty much have all the credits you need to graduate. And then the last half of the year, you can breeze through or you can choose to graduate midterm, not go to school, and then join your class for the walk.
0: That's so you cool. put in
1: a lot of you put in a lot of extra work, and you put in the credits, and then your senior year. You don't have to worry about getting caught ditching because you don't have to get the credits. You can do all those <laughs> senior activities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I So, in
4: other words, he's promoting for you to ditch school when you're your senior year.
1: Absolutely not. What I already I did a senior year. Why would I need to, to do <laughs> a senior and year? And celebrate, to participate, to celebrate the hard work of some people have 12 years invested. And some people have 13 if they've gone to preschool. And some people have 14 if they went to preschool, kindergarten, and first grade, and all the way up. So it's just a nice way to be able to participate in all of the things that they have for the seniors legally, (laughs) without having to worry about getting caught.
3: Illegally only makes it a little bit more fun. It gives you that little adrenaline rush. (laughs) So call me an adrenaline junkie. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. It's it's okay. An adrenaline junkie that's bored. We're gonna yeah, I know <laughs> We're gonna enter into into celebration without the rush of a guilty conscience. If we haven't yeah. learned to let the blood of Jesus wash our our conscience, then I'm explaining to you guys how to do this righteously and without any guilt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Esther.
1: Because I love mercy, but I also love justice.
2: are the name of my
1: kids?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So who who else is with us? So far, it is still, well, Little D is with us, Move 777, two Orange Counties, and a California, which is you. And we're waiting for a couple more people to say they're going to be on. And, uh, Mark, so how's your week going? It's been going good.
3: Yeah. It's been going good. Um, what did I do Monday? Monday, and Steph and I just chill at the youth center. Tuesday, I had to go to marching band practice. I got super bad sunburned. Or I, guess I got really bad sunburned. <laughs> and then, uh, wow. but yeah, overall, my, uh, my week's been great.
2: Oh, yeah. Now, how's your, time in the, how's your time in the Word been?
3: It's been really good. You know, like, I'm learning things that I haven't learned. Uh, I've actually, I've read, it was last night, Um, when you texted me, I read Romans 5, 6, 7, and
4: 8,
3: I
2: think. <laughs> uh, Now, let me ask you a question. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've given us together, Lord. We start this with... With your leading, with your guiding, Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us into what we need to be in and where we need to be. Uh, Father, bring revelation to us, Jesus, that we may realize that you are the head of the church, that we may pay attention to what you have for us, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, anyway, Mark, um, tell me, uh, in light of the prayer that begins uh, at a... Ephesians one seventeen. Has the word of God become more clear to you? Yes. Or, cl- or clear?
3: <laughs> it's been more clear, but I've also needed uh, help from clarification from Seth. When I was reading, I believe it was Romans 7. Um, there was some trouble understanding it. So I've actually come to the conclusion that I need a new Bible. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I'm starting to understand... The word more instead of just reading it because I have to. I've yeah. I've actually broken it
2: broken it down and understood. All right. So is it something that you want to get back to on your own now, or is it just because of what's going on the interaction between you and I?
3: Um, I like the interaction between you and I. I think we'll stay on that for a bit longer. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. No, I appreciate honesty because at some point what happens is you're going to want to get to get into it on your own, and you're going to trip out, and you're going to say, man, uh, I need to I need to follow up on this and find out what this is about. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah,
4: Mookie.
3: Sorry about the background, guys.
4: Please, <laughs> yeah. Jessica.
3: Well, yeah, uh, other than that, my week are great. That's
2: Jessica Sotelo? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Pick up her phone, Cal, and join us on Talk Shoe.
3: Uh, all you all can right do now. is invite. Okay,
2: I'll ask you right now. Alright, I'm waiting for Annalisa to come on and we'll get started. And so we got little D. I'm waiting for Xavier to get on the line as well. No, I know. He's gonna he's gonna join us and just listen.
1: Pastor, so that, can I um <clears throat> can I go ahead and kind of testify of something that happened uh, on Wednesday with Thursday? It happened Tuesday? It sure. concerns the youth, the actual youth. Um I have a very good friend of mine. Some of you guys know who she is. Her name is Elda. And she was uh, helping out a good friend of hers that lives, like, way out there. I think, I don't know if it's Moreno Valley or way out there. And her friend works over here in, um, in Fullerton at uh, St. Jude's Hospital. And she has a daughter who's going to go for orientation. To, she made it into Cal State Fullerton. And she's, um, mm-hmm. she's uh, I guess you can say, an overachiever. But she purposed certain things in her life. And so she's going straight from high school right into the university. And uh-huh i I am not um a person who has been educated in the in the um past <laughs> past high school, so i don't quite know exactly how that works, but i know usually people go into j c and then they go into the university afterwards
4: uh-huh.
1: but anyway she's just an overachiever and she was she, she's eighteen and so Aldo, my friend asked me to go if I could stop by there and go and talk to her, but I had kind of got some things mixed up, and I thought I was, talking, I was going to be talking to her older sister who had just gone through, you know some, some serious stuff for a young adult to have to endure. But this young lady that I got a chance to talk to I have talked to her before, and it, was about, it was about two years ago, that I actually sat down because her mother asked me if I could just sit down with her, spend some time with her and basically counsel her. She was going through a really severe depression. And to the point where there was, like, you know, some suicidal thoughts. And so I asked the Spirit uh-huh. of God to give me what I, what he needed to speak to this young girl's heart. So her and I had a connection, you know, a couple of years back. So when I got there, to my surprise, it was the same young lady. Well, this is two years later. And like I just said, she has these wonderful things to celebrate. And so we just started talking about, you know, about celebration. And, and I started telling her, talk to me about what's going on in your life, you know what I mean? I said, I don't want you to think that I'm here, honey, just to pass some time where I'm here trying to get into your personal space, but I said, I really enjoy, you know, our conversations that we've had in the past. I said, tell me, honey, what are you doing these days, you know? Tell me the things that you're celebrating. She began to just tell me all these wonderful things that are going on in her life, and then we got down to Brass Tactics, and she basically has has left the church because she's just saying, you know, it's just whole bunch of, basically, what the whole conversation came up to, in her honesty, she said, I don't know how to do this thing that we call church. It's not working for me, and basically, I've asked God to tell me why this is not working, and I haven't heard from him. I see a whole bunch of hypocrisy going on in the church. <clears throat> basically, I see things going on in, in, my, in my home life that doesn't line up with what I hear is supposed to happen in church. So basically she was really turned off and she's been very, very disappointed at seeing the power, powerlessness in the church of God. And she was wondering what she's been doing wrong that she can't, get, she can't get right with God and basically she's bound up in a whole bunch of condemnation. And so that is the entry point of which I started talking to her about. And at the end of, and mind you, I did not want to go there. I have been working on a project. My eyes are exhausted. My brain is exhausted. I don't even want to think anymore. I barely have enough energy to try and get a walk in. And I was going to have to give up a walk in order to go and talk to this young lady. And I really didn't want to do it. Well, I'm finding out that when you get to the point where you really don't want to do something, it's like Jesus and his disciples arriving there at the the town of Samaria and him encountering that woman at the well. I just went over there and I started talking to my friend's son, Daniel, and then I started talking to her. And it was probably the most, the best conversation that I have had in a long time. I left that place so excited for the youth, again, just like I feel when I, when I lead the talk show program and I hear the youth talking and being honest Anybody, anybody if anybody would have been a fly on the wall and would have heard the beginning of this conversation, they would have thought, oh, my gosh, you're doomed. You're in trouble now. How are you going to get yourself out of this one? How could you possibly encourage somebody past this place where they find themselves? It was the best thing. But, again, I have been praying with you guys, the youth of the gathering place, while I'm praying for the church, you know, for the church at large, Praying Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and verse 18. Praying all the way through uh, chapter 3. And just really as, as I sit down, you know, a half an hour a day and I devote to prayer with no agenda other than praying for the church as God has, has, uh, has directed me. And praying for the church wide, not just the gathering place, but the gathering place and every, everything else that makes up the body of Christ. Uh-huh. And, oh, my gosh, was this the best, the best absolute conversation that I've had. And I was thinking about what a privilege God blessed me with to be able to talk to that young girl. And after we finished, she said, you know what? Nobody has ever talked to me the way that you did. And I basically gave her the message of grace in a nutshell. But I, I spoke more about it, more about the empowering uh the empowering effect that grace has on us when we take taken, and I spoke to her a lot about the love of the Father, because she had a perspective of the Father, you know, basically looking down from heaven with the finger pointed out on her and just saying, okay, let me see, what am I going to do to punish you for that? What am I going to do to punish you for that? That was a perspective she had of our Heavenly Father. And when I just began to just talk to him about the grace the person of grace Jesus Christ and how God loved us so much that he sent Jesus and Jesus went through all the different tortures that he went through explaining how the thorn of crown you know the thorn of crown or the crown of thorns explaining all you know, the nails in the hands and in the feet you know the lashes on his back and what all of those things did for us and she was so encouraged and I began to think about that happening in our body. And Seth and Marky and, and, and hearing you also, little D, you know what I mean, chiming in on these things. It get it it, it it encourages me to keep on doing at the time that I feel like, you know, Lord, where's the power in the church? Sometimes I I just I get tired and I get weary and I'm just saying, Father, we have to see your power. I'm so tired of people looking at the church as as looking at it as if though it was powerless. And I said, "In your word says so much more. And that's where I came from, and I just got encouraged again. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for being a part of this. Thank you for giving that little bit of time that it's going to take. If you just continue to pursue the 10 to 15 minutes that you may be getting into the word, I promise you, you're going to get to the point where you don't the father doesn't come calling you. You go and say, Okay, father, I'm gonna meet with you. There's gonna be just that that that, that love and, 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 and that thing that just draws you and you know, you you've been sensing his him pursuing you, but it turns around and it gets to the point where you're hot in pursuit of everything that you've been reading about. Just a little bit more, guys, just a little bit more. And I promise you, you're going to get to that point where you look forward to the day. You pop out of the bed like, what do you got for me today, Father? What do you got for me to do today? What will I experience today? Just a little bit longer. I promise you guys, it's coming.
0: Well, this is
2: good because it's a good entryway to what we're coming to today. And uh, a little bit of what we're going to really explain on uh, on Sunday. And yeah. you know what? I'm in the I'm in the book of Colossians, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to read something here. And it's in Colossians chapter 1 and what is um there's a lot in here in the book of Colossians much like the book of Ephesians
4: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: um uh, one of the things that I want to bring out and uh In verse 15, it starts out describing. Now, I've been talking to a few young people. And uh, some of the young people I've been talking to is that, you know, who are you in light of your call? And, and it seems that the questions are repetitive, but they're not, because we have to get it in our hearts that we are more than what the scripture says. and Not more than, more than what the scripture, more than what the world says we are. Amen. we're more like what the scripture says because the bible see the bible tells us who we are and i like i like this part of here that, that uh i like the topic because see it's in our core in 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 us being centered as human beings everyone has a set of core values that they that 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 that, that actually monitor their life you know they that that uh, it's it's the engine that that kicks on, and is on when when uh, when there's crises, and when there's something going on, it's that which causes you to react and act and respond. Uh, and the core values, if they're not grounded in the Word of God, we will we will always miss it. I read a a, a quote today that says. it's not the struggle that causes you to that causes you to become someone at the end when, at the end of the struggle it's what you do in the midst of the struggle that makes you who you are at the end it, 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 what it does it's either going to strengthen who you are in Christ or it's going to reveal who you are not in Christ now that's self-evaluation that's you, because we are not to see, as, as believers, anyone after the flesh. The scripture, see, in heaven, everyone is celebrated. If, if When you really get down to kingdom living, if we're, to, if we're to, to mirror what heaven is like, then here on earth with our brothers and sisters in church, we are to celebrate who they are in Christ. The Bible says to know no man after the flesh. Now, I want to show you here the centrality of Jesus. This is the Son. is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. I like that part right there. It's the image of the invisible God. How can you be an image of something that's invisible? Now, that question is not rhetorical. The Sun is the image of the invisible God. How can you have an image of what you cannot see now i 'm going to leave that question just hang because I want you to think because Christians are thinkers they 're not just people who are who are order takers. You understand we don 't just get the word and say, "Okay, I see, you know what? Taco bell's full of order takers. you know you go in there uh, you, you go to the, the menu and you ask and they give it to you. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, they're order takers. But in the kingdom, God gives you just enough so that you can go out and do what he's asked you to do based on your gifting, your talents, and your call. So he's already equipped you to do what he's asking you to do. So a lot of people sit around waiting to hear instruction. So here, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, how do we know who God is? I'm just asking, some of you young people are out there listening, how do you know who God is? The Word. Who said the Word? Mark. Mark, put a gold star (laughs) on your forehead. You got it right. uh, That's
1: what I
2: want to say. give
1: him him a crown. (laughs) That's
2: it. The rest of you, you might be saying to yourself, well, I knew that. Yeah, but the Bible says that we, he created us to be speaking spirit. So those of you staying quiet doesn't get you a cigar. You know what I mean? And so the sun is the image of the invisible God. Now, how do we know who God is like? Well, Jesus said, well, this is why I want you to read the Gospels. The Gospels are, in case you don't know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four Gospels. And, and they're, they're going to tell you and map out the life of Jesus and what he did and, and, and his mission. So, but Jesus said, if you see me, you see the Father.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, he came to show us what the Father God is like. Now, if you, there's a lot of people that say, well, I'm this way and I'm that way. You know what? Let me ask you something. As a believer, your life is to be more like his, not, watch, when the Bible tells us that we're saved in the righteousness, righteousness is part of who we are now. So we follow after righteousness, the Bible tells us. We follow after righteousness. Now, you know that that's one of the... Go ahead and say that again. It didn't come in clear to me. You're Are you a speaker? That's you,
3: Pastor David. Happening, it's telling it's happening to everybody. To oh, Is anybody
4: else
2: Is anybody else? This up? This
1: up? I am Pastor, but I'm letting the young people answer.
2: No. Well can you can you it's kinda echoing to me. Can you tell me what he said?
3: No, that was you. You heard your You heard your own echo. Thinking of somebody yeah, else. It's happening to Seth and Pastor now. I can hear the echo.
2: All right, so I know, I know he's hearing Seth's echo. So,
0: can y'all hear me?
4: Yes, you're, you're, okay.
2: All right, yeah, we're cutting out now. All right, now, so what, what was Seth saying? Nothing. Now who was talking before? That
3: was you. Uh you weren't really cutting out. You were making yourself kind of echo and everybody on the call could hear, including yourself. So when you spoke, you it just um
2: you heard yourself again but it was muffled. That's why you thought somebody else was speaking. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so here's here's the thing. You know that church needs to reflect what's going on in the kingdom. Okay, so you're with me there, right? Now, everything that goes on in church is not necessarily kingdom. There are methods in, our chur- in churches where we begin to know and learn how to operate in the world. Now, what does God do? What is our mission? Let me tell you what, hey, overall. All your callings, all your, 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 your...
4: Who you are,
2: why it's happening... Uh, why you're worth it, all of these different things. You know what it's for? It's to get you to a place where we can begin to work you into the world to manifest the kingdom of God there. We used to say, oh, you know what, you've got to go out there and be Jesus to the world. But Jesus, what was he doing? Jesus was manifesting the kingdom wherever he went. Now, what we need to do, we're armed with the power of God because we're filled with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, it's all about power. In the Old Testament, we find out that the people that were filled with the Spirit manifested wisdom. Wisdom, watch this. I want to share something with you. It's worth writing down. Wisdom is not knowledge, but wisdom is what causes your knowledge to operate correctly and optimally. How many ever heard the statement, that boy ain't got the common sense God gave him? I've never. You know, that. You've never heard that statement. Well, you know what, man? You are blessed, cause you heard it today. And, I heard somebody lot... say.
1: I heard somebody uh-huh. say about common sense that common sense is not common. I'm quoting no. my God. <laughs> common sense is not common.
2: And, and and it's a true statement because common sense is manifest through a person, through a person's giftings and talents and abilities. It's their expression. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that, for example, you know, that, that sometimes people are not wise in how they exercise knowledge. It's the same way that the Bible says that, 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 that our speech ought to manifest the love of God. The Bible says there's a lot of times, there's two things that drive truth. It's love and timing. And a lot of times we think we have to say what we have to say, but we're not aware of the timing. And if we're not aware of the timing, then it's not spoken in love because the motive is to get the message out, not to wait on the Holy Spirit to give it the way he wants to give it. There's a lot of things that we say that can be said in love and can be said to manifest the Father. I'm going to be honest
1: with you, Pastor. I'm going to be honest with someone who's been in the kingdom, practicing the kingdom of God for 30 years. I can say amen to that. Mm -hmm. I'm learning God's timing. Oh yeah, the truth is
2: the truth. You know, the truth is always the truth, and but the truth, the Bible says, has to be spoken in love. If it can't be spoken in love and in a timely manner, and when it's at the right time, then you keep your truth to yourself. But for you that are
1: listening, you don't have to wait thirty years for that to happen. You guys get the benefit of it now.
2: Listen to what's
1: being said. Take it in, guys. Live it.
2: And, and see, the Bible says the Son is the image. We become, as, are you, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Therefore, we are the image of the invisible God, our Father. We are the image of the invisible God, our Father. The world cannot see God until it sees you. So the Bible says, For by Him all things in heaven were created, things visible and invisible, whether they are kings, lords, rulers, or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. This is Jesus. He himself existed before anything else did, and Jesus holds all things together. Now watch. He is also the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself, watch this, might have first place in everything. Now, you can't ever say that no one told you that he is to have first place in everything. Christ is to have first place in everything. Now, some people are saying that's impossible. That's why there's grace. Grace allows you to aim and perpetually get better at what the Word of God asks you to be. See, every act in faith is accomplished in in heaven. So, as you begin to move closer to what the Word of God says you are, in actuality, the dead man, I'm going to say it this way, gets deader and deader and deader every day. In other words, sometimes there's too much light in how we operate in the world that there is no difference between someone from the kingdom and someone in this world. What God is endeavoring to do in these days through the power of God and the wisdom of God is to bring heaven to earth because this earth has to mirror what is in heaven. How does it mirror what is in heaven? Through us. So but we Pastor, need to power. Can I chime in
1: there just a really quick, yes. also, one thing to go along with what you're saying? Um, yes. What we learned at the conference that we were at was, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, along mm-hmm. with what you were saying, it's also the church is establishing His will. For those that are conscious of it, they're establishing His will and not our own.
2: Exactly. And this is why I said that many of us are so used to living according to this world without influencing the world because there's no difference in our walk with God. There's no difference. We don't influence what we don't possess. Mm. And so this is why I'm starting here, that it starts out with one of those things in which he might have first place in everything that's about us. For, it was, for God was pleased to have all his e- divine essence inhabit him. All that God is in his essence was in Christ. Why? Because what was his mission? To manifest the Father to the world. And how? To destroy the works of the devil. How? Mm-hmm. By bringing the influence of the kingdom of heaven to earth. Through the Son, the Bible says, he reconciled all things to himself, whether things on earth, or things in heaven, thereby making peace through the blood of his cross. You who were once alienated with a hostile attitude, doing evil. Isn't that something? That doing evil always starts with a hostile attitude. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that today, but he says, he has now reconciled by the, now watch this. The Bible calls unbelief in you an evil heart of unbelief. When we do not exercise the word, it's because we don't believe. We don't have faith that that word will produce in any of our lives. But anyway, that's a different message I want you to understand. You who were once alienated with, an, with a hostile attitude doing evil, he is now reconciled by the death of his physical body so that he may present you. Okay, he died in his physical body so you may be presented before God holy. in other words, separate unto him, blameless, in other words, no one can have, accuse you. And without fault before Him. Now, fault, without fault, without fault doesn't mean the same thing as blameless. Without fault means, you know, how people say you can't do it. Uh, how many here? You know, we used to play around when we were kids, and and they don't do it like they used to anymore. But when I was growing up, they would stack boxes of you know soap, and they would stack up boxes of you know Tide and. And cans would be stacked up in different places. When we were kids, sometimes we used to move um, a can so that when my brother who was behind me, by the time he passed by, the stack of cans would fall. (laughs) Now, let me ask you a question. Whose fault was that? It was mine. But who stood you receive blame my brother now when the enemy causes you to fall now watch this God still sees you blameless even when it was you that gave in to temptation
1: oh, hallelujah.
2: so you are seen without fault even though watch this we'll go back up a little bit you acted like the old man who acted like someone who was hostile, with a hostile attitude, doing evil. Even when you alienate yourself, because you know that in order to, to accomplish some of the stupid things that we do, how many know that we alienate ourselves from God before we go into doing something stupid? I mean, young, how many of you people out there can tell me that's the truth? Yeah. Huh? What do you think, Seth? Yep. What do you think, Annalisa? In other words, while you guys are while while anyone is exercising something that you're at fault with, I'm not saying stuff that you just walk into. I'm talking about something that it's your fault. You're doing something. You're doing something apart from God. I I, I can put dollars to donuts that you're not praying in tongues and to magnifying God while you're doing it.
0: Is that true?
2: Yep. And so, but isn't that true? We're not praying in tongues, magnifying the Lord and, 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 and singing worship songs while we're doing while we're doing something against God's word, right? Am mm. I telling the truth? Yeah. Yep. Unless the song's stuck in your head. Yeah, well, unless it's... You know, you're out there messing around, and you can't get that song out of your head. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. You know, and and and, but but you you follow what I'm saying. And and so, what I'm trying to tell you is that you stand without fault before God and blameless. Now, however, now watch—he's explaining something, so you know how you're supposed to remain. However, you, everyone look at just, if you're in that house with the pontiffs and point a finger and say you, you must remain firmly established, steadfast in the faith. Now, that word in the faith is talking about that which you have chosen to give your life to because it's a life of faith. Steadfast in the faith without being moved from the hope of the gospel. Notice it just doesn't say without being moved. How, how many here sometimes temptation moves you? How many couldn't keep your mouth shut sometimes when the Holy Spirit would think, don't say anything? And finally, you're like, Popeye, I can't stand anymore. And you finally just get get, get just moved. And without being moved from what? The hope of the gospel that you've heard. What was the gospel that you heard? That God reconciled all things to himself? By making peace through the blood of, on the cross? He now reconciled you by the death of his physical body so that he may present you. Now, who presents us? You know that it's God? You know what? Watch this. You can't do anything to get to heaven. That's God's job. But your job is to bring heaven to earth. Isn't that good?
1: Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. See?
2: You know what? You don't try to get to heaven. That's God's job. How? By remaining steadfast to the faith, without being moved from the hope of the gospel you've heard, which it has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and earth. And he said, I, Paul, have become a servant. Now, the Bible says, what about you? You Well, the Bible said we're his friends. That's right. as friends. He tells you everything. and, and, And you're hooked up. And he's made you brothers. Now, there's brothers that are brothers, and then there's brothers that are friends. Jesus has made you a friend and a brother. And we come to him because of who he is and serve him voluntarily. And Paul said, I became a servant. Notice he didn't say God made me a servant. He said, I became a servant, and now I'm rejoicing while suffering for you as I complete in my flesh whatever remains of the Messiah's sufferings on behalf of his body, which is the church. In other words, he gave himself fully to the work of the ministry in the church to do what? Which, which he was to build it up. I became his servant as God commissioned me to work for you so that I might complete my ministry of the word of God. Now, Who you are is made manifest, watch this, as a mystery. Because that's why I love honesty among people who say, well, I know so far this is what I'm to do. Well, good, because the rest is uncovered as you draw closer to the Lord, as you move closer to what needs to be done. That's why it's a mystery. But mysteries are solved as you get closer. And closer and closer. Because the Bible says that the secret was hidden. you know that there are secrets now that are being made known to us? Because the Bible says that these secrets are hidden through ages and generations and generations. And now these secrets that we have now are revealed to his name. And that's what it says in verse 26. To whom God wanted to make known his, the glorious riches of this secret among the Gentiles, which is the Messiah in you, our glorious hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, I'm going to stop right there, because all this word that I gave you, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Those of you that that want to know what is going on, this is what's happening in you. God is working in you to will and to do his good pleasure. In other words, God is putting things. You know why it gets to where you just have to do it? Because God is working in you to will of his good pleasure. So what he's doing is he's causing his word in you to come alive, so that the will of God in you can come to the surface. The pressure that you're feeling on the inside is God working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, so there, you've already been created with the ability to please God. You don't have to work it up. But I'll tell you what you do have to do, is that Mark and I were talking about, is have to prime the pump. You have to start to do what you're called to do, which is, can I tell you, as believers, what our first call is: pray, read the Bible, and tell someone about Jesus. Everything I grows. the sincere from milk of the
1: world that you may grow thereby.
2: Yep, that's it.
0: Pastor, are you still with us?
2: Okay, you all there? Okay. Yes. Okay. So based on what we're saying, now let me ask you something. I gave you a lot of stuff to think about. This is all of you. Now, Annalisa, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. So we've got two Californias. We've got north and central Orange County. We've got little D on the line. You've got everybody on their Base, I want to hear every single one of you say something. What I have said right now, what is it doing in you? Start with Mark.
0: I'm sorry, you're a bit
3: choppy. Uh, Would the question?
2: Oh, am I choppy? No,
3: i How 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 about, how about now? Yeah, it's fine now. Uh,
2: okay, cool. Question? Repeat the question. Mark, how about you? No, I'm kidding. am um, kidding. Based, based on everything I said, what is it doing in you? Um, like
3: you said, uh, you know, our first call is to pray, read the word, and share uh, with somebody. I believe that at this moment, even as we're talking that slowly but surely, I'm starting to get up to the point. Or what I fully know what I'm called to and what the Lord really wants me to be into? And uh, I think it's just something that's building up in me, and soon it will prevail and it will be shown.
0: Good. The mere
1: fact, honey, the mere fact that you're on this call and you're participating in this conversation and you're abiding by what your your pastor is, is asking of you, it's already manifesting, honey. It's already manifesting. So it's not going to be soon. It's now.
2: Okay. Thank you, Esther.
1: You're welcome, honey.
2: All right. How about you, Annalisa?
1: Um, For me, it's giving me,
3: like, kind of, like, I guess a new perspective on things because I'd want to before kind of have everything planned out step by step. But when you said, like, a mystery, it's... Like reveals itself as you go. It gives me a new perspective of, okay, I just have to trust this, and then it'll like keep going.
2: Okay, now, but what about inside of you? What What is it? See, what when the word has any of this? Just I want you to understand. Sometimes you hear something that says, "Bam!" It just hits you. You think that's it. That's it. What? What is it from what we've been talking about that just, like Mark was sharing, there was one thing specifically that kind of rang out with him. What is it that just rings out that God just, bam, just dropped in you you can say, man, this isn't going to leave me. I spoke a lot of words, but there are like maybe three or four that can, that can really begin to understand this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm doing right now. And so, um, what well,
0: Um, I think speaking to people then,
3: because I have a really hard time speaking to people, like obviously not in church, but out in public and when I'm introduced to new people, for some reason I kind of just get really shy, and it's really hard for me to be outgoing whether we're talking about the Lord or not. I actually found myself a bit more comfortable talking about the Lord with other people but it's still kind of hard, so I think that's one thing that's gonna stay with me. Which, like as I said before, as it's just gonna flow out and it's just gonna come, and I can't be afraid of that.
2: Okay, and so that's what that's what rolled out tonight for you, right? That came that came alive in you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who else? How about uh, Mark? Or not Mark? Seth. Alright, so I was hoping you would get
3: something for me because you already said Mark, so I was like, "Yeah, you forgot about me, but nope. Just got confused. Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. Seth?
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, for me, it's kind of a reconfirmation of what I believe I'm called to do. Uh, and I'm realizing a little bit more that I'm not really the person to go out to the masses and would want to get a bunch of people saved at once. I'd be one of the people that want to go out and meet people individually. Maybe not, like, purposely go out, but, like, have God appointed. And Once I meet somebody, I know that I'll keep them and kind of, like, more quality over quantity in a way.
2: That's how I feel like I would be if I were to do that. Okay. That's good. Now, what can about... I,
1: can I offer something, Pastor, that, um, that Jimmy Evans, he's from Marriage Today, and it's very... Um, it, it, he... <laughs> Help me to appreciate even more and fall in love with the things that God has placed in my life. He says that ministers like himself and other like evangelists that speak to thousands and, you know, like Reinhard Bun- Bunke, millions of people, they get to reach the masses, but people that have the individual ministries get to affect the individuals. And you have to understand the difference between speaking to the masses and effecting. It's all in the definition and the understanding of that word effect because effect brings change. So people like you said and people like me that deal with the one-on-one, you have more influence in the kingdom of God than you realize. And when I realized that, I got turned on to the things of God and the things that he's making very apparent in my life, I I just reinvigorated me again.
2: Well, yeah, because everybody's got a different method that God uses. They've gifted them. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: one of the things, one of the ways um, that manifests it is individually. You know what? We're to preach the gospel all the time. We're to manifest the presence of God all the time. And we do it all the time, whether we're doing it to masses. You know, the people that preach to the masses speak to people one by one as well. But it's part of their their calling, they do this. And I'll tell you what, we all have the responsibility because this is what's happening in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, is the people influencing. Listen, we will never influence the kingdom if we walk step in step with the world. The dead man has to be dead so that there's a difference when you arrive. But God works you into the world. Watch. He'll work you in the way he worked Daniel. He'll work you in the way that he worked Moses, because, or, or excuse me, Joseph. There's our Moseses that'll come in there and challenge the system. God has called some people to challenge systems. You know, they enter the political arena to challenge the system, to change it from the inside out. But all, the majority of us are to work. God takes us into the into a, an arena in which the, uh, in your arena is the realm of your influence is what the kingdom of God is. It's the realm of the influence of God in you manifesting to the world. But if you get there and you leave and everything stays the same, you've not been in effect to the kingdom of God, uh, for the kingdom in that world. In other words, if you come in and you're still blue and you're blue because you're, you represent heaven. And the place that you visit is still bright red because of what they represent. And you come out with red spots. Who did they influence it?
1: Forgive me, Pastor, for misquoting Jimmy on the air because that was the word he said. He said that, that the preachers and the ministers, you know, the fivefold mm-hmm. basically, they, um, they influence the masses, but people that do it one-on-one. Basically, as the discipline, they're the ones that affect the individuals.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. And thank this you for is bringing that king... up
1: and sharing that because you you brought it back to my attention. That's what he said.
2: Yeah, and you know what? It's absolutely right. This is the move that God is doing today. It's it's not just what is the gathering place and what they were doing with the early youth. Like I forgot somebody mentioned it. I think it was Louisa mentioned it how that the gathering place youth were known because. Whenever they would go, they would affect the church that they visited or the concert that they visited. Matter of fact, it was such an influence that the people who were doing the concert, they would bring up the youth so that they could help influence the other youth that were sitting there because if you were to use colors, the gathering place youth had more blue in them because of the, the, the essence of heaven. And the rest of the youth up there had a bunch of red on them because they were still part of the world. And the influence was to the point that they were changing the ideas of those who were listening because of the influence. It wasn't that they were just preaching. It was that they were influencing people towards the kingdom. And what's got to change in us is that we've allowed allowed the thought to come in that this is the world and this is Christianity. No, God works you in the way that he would work in the yeast in the dough because the yeast and the dough become one and the effect is that the dough rises because of the effect. And the effect of the dough rising isn't seen immediately. Sometimes the the amount of yeast put in the dough you put it away, away till another, another day, day. and then this, the, this thing rises. Rise.
0: Does that make sense guys? Yes. Yes. Now, who else didn't get to share right now? We heard from Seth, Mark, and Alisa. (laughs)
2: Little D had to go pick up Juliana, so he had to leave right now. Well, let me say this because we're a little after nine already. Did did what we shared here? Because I took a lot of my I took time to to kind of break it down. Did it make sense? I'm going
1: to uh, say yes. yes.
2: <laughs> All right. Now a lot of to a lot of us this is stuff we've heard. But can I tell you something? But some of us have not heard it in in light of the kingdom because we've always heard in light of sin. You know, we you know, Esther and myself and some of us were brought up being very much aware of our sin nature. And so, you know, this teaching on grace that we're into is so that we can do what the kingdom of God orders us ordains us to do. Not orders, ordains us to do. And so I want you to understand that grace is that power or that strength or the gift that empowers you to do what God said you can, what God is asking you to do.
4: Thank you, Lord.
2: And so the grace of God, the Bible says that it, in, in Titus chapter two, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Why? Because it displaces it. When you're busy doing the things of God, you can't, don't have time to do the rest. God isn't after protection. He's after trust. He wants you to trust him. So, Father, we do pray right now, Father, and release the peace of God, Lord. And, and I pray, Father, according to the word, that as the word was sown in our heart, that, Lord, that it bear 30, 60, and 100 fold. We say to the devil, be gone. We can't have that word which is sown in our heart. And in the name of Jesus, Father, may this word bear fruit. Now, you, those young people that are, are listening, I want you to read for a while. Pray Ephesians uh, prayer every day. But I also want you to read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. And I want, it, I want it to make sense to you. I want you to be proficient there. If I ever ask you, for example, hey, come up on Share Communion, you, you wouldn't panic because you say, shoot, I got Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8 under my belt. I'll teach right now or, or Romans chapter 6. You know, and it'll be on there because it'll be in you. And, and so I want you to start reading those chapters and become proficient so that if I call you and say in light of this, that's why I'm trying to show you is that the dead man is dead. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed. old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, so when, when these things become new in you, you're always dying to the manifestation of, of death to the old man is occurring day by day as the new man grows. See, there's one thing where the old man is weaker as you begin to strengthen yourself in in, in the new man. So, in the name of Jesus, be well, be strong, that you would have a hearing ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You would have eyes to see what the Spirit of God is showing you. And that you would have the courage to be everything that you know at this point God is asking you to do. I pray favor over your life, according to Psalm 5, verse 12, that you're surrounded with favors with a shield. And the good things come to you. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And and it's starting to rain. The giftings of God in your life are starting to show up. And there's increase, increase. Increase and I'm agreeing with someone in prayer concerning that increase is coming to pass in Jesus' name. Good night
1: everybody. One more encouragement, Pastor. One more encouragement. You those of you that are gonna take your pastor and his word and you're gonna read, see if you can go on Bible access Bible Gateway and look at those chapters out of the J. B. Phillips translation. Okay, J. B. Phillips translation of the New Testament. J. B.
3: Phillips translation. All right. I think that's good. Good night, guys. Be all right. Good
1: everybody. Right. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. All right, good night, good night, night, everyone. See you Sunday.
2: See you Sunday. I'll send out the directions. All